Good evening. Thank you all for coming tonight um, to this platform talk about the solid life of sugar water. Uh, I'm Kate Bassett and I'm delighted to welcome the acclaimed writer Jack Thorne and the excellent director Amit Sharma. Uh, this is, of course, a co-production by Grey Eye Theatre Company, uh, of which you're an associate director. It opened at the Edinburgh Festival last year to great acclaim, and it's been touring nationally this year, starting at the Theatre Royal uh, Plymouth, which is a, a champion of new writing and experimental work. So, Jack, I wonder if you could just start with a little bit about how this collaboration came to be. Um, yeah, it was uh, uh, Jenny Seeley, who's the artistic director of Grey Eye, approached me a little bit ago I'd written I've I've spent quite a lot of time hanging around Grey Eye um, and doing bits and pieces right. and I'd done a radio play with her and I'd stolen quite a few people <laughs> from uh, Grey Eye to make a TV show with um, so I knew them all pretty well and um, and uh, yeah and, and uh, she said can you write a play for us would you consider writing a play mm. for us and I bit her hand off and um, <laughs> And then um, I wrote a play, which she didn't like at all, <laughs> <laughs> and said, can you not write this play for us? Wow, really? And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, I said, uh, I'd like to have another crack, and, uh, and then um, uh, wrote something that, was right. that she liked a bit better, mm -hmm. which was the start yeah, that's of really this. Yeah. Right. I'd love to know what the play, we won't talk about the play that was never was. It wasn't very no. good. So some plays don't belong in the world yeah and how, d how did how did you did you know each other already no. or how did you get to be directing it um uh, in 2011 when i came as associate director of gray eye um the then literary manager carissa hope lynch uh said you've got to read this play one of the first things uh, I, I hadn't even kind of sat on my desk and she was like read this and i read it and then when i finished reading it i kind of went so when are we doing it <laughs> um it was just uh it was just a play which had just so much in it that made me just kind of go, this is incredibly theatrical, it's brilliantly written. Um, there were so many moments that kind of made me well up just reading it on the, on the, on the page. Um, and I just thought, this is, this is a grey eye play. We can do so much with this, uh, both artistically and, and, and in terms of the access um, side of things. But it just, but more than anything, it was just about these two people who had gone, th gone through the trauma as you've kind of just seen. And um, it just had so much heart just had so much heart. Can you just say a tiny bit when you said this is this is a grey eye play? I suppose I'm intrigued by what that is for you and how maybe how this play relates to previous productions or is groundbreaking in any way or fits with the aims. I mean the I mean uh, the company um kind of gives a platform for deaf and disabled artists whether they're writers, actors, directors. Um so uh so it's really it's a really about championing that kind of work. And I suppose what I mean by grey eye play is we, we, ha we feel we have a responsibility not only for the people that we work with, but the audiences that come and see our work. So, um, so as you can see with the, with the show uh, tonight, there was, there was surtitles. And if you're using the audio description, you know, that was there if, if you're blind and visually impaired, just to give you a flavour. And actually, it's, it's about access to theatre. Um, and there's the box outside. I always think that's amazing. The little, um, yeah. uh, the the uh, the little set. Yeah, we, I mean that was for Edinburgh because you know the turnaround is so quick. So we thought, how can we how can we make a very uh, how can we make it accessible for blind vision impaired audience members to kind of get a feel of what the set is like, not just by listening to it, but actually um, by the texture of it. So that was kind of that was kind of made up. And everywhere we've kind of gone on tour, people have kind of gone, that's a really clever idea. We should we should be having that for all our shows. 
Um, so so it's a, if the company tries to change people's perceptions, tries to change their outlook on what on and how creative this the, the work can kind of be. And for me, you know, when I when I read it, I was kind of going, God, you know, I d I, for me, it wasn't a, a play to use a sign language interpreter, but God, it could be really interesting to use the surtitles in a way yeah. which is really, really creative. And, and you know, all, all those things were, were kind of buzzing in my head um, and, and continued when I worked with, with Lily Arnold, the designer. So so for us, it's, 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 it's obviously championing artists, but it's also championing the audience and making mm making sure that they have access to theatre just like anyone else, really. Yeah, yeah, great. Could you just say a bit about, I mean, I don't know in terms of the commission whether there was a discussion about subject matter, but how did you decide that you wanted to write about this? Uh, well, it's quite a, it, the, the, the first terrible play I wrote um, <laughs> uh, was um, uh, kind of a bit issuey. Right. And, yeah. and Jenny, when she when we were talking about it just went just steer away from that stuff mm -hmm. don't do, i mean don't think that gray eye play is one that's kind of uh, mm -hmm. uh your responsibility to explain how bad the disabled experience is in this country mm -hmm. that's not your responsibility and that's not what we necessarily want to do that's not what mm -hmm. we exist to do you know like you know we, we're we're much more than that and and so uh <laughs> when i had another crack i just made it quite personal um and uh um uh this is my mum's story to some degree um and um uh my wife and i were having fertility issues while i was writing it and um and so both those sort of things uh combined and i'm an idiot like phil um uh <laughs> you know like you know uh and, and there's bad in bad frankly um uh, um, uh Whoa. <laughs> If such, man, you went there, you if, went if there. such a thing is possible, um, uh, um, you know all those things. You know, yeah, and and so, and then and then the the really interesting thing is when Amit and I met to discuss how we we're going to cast it. It was just we need to find our Phil and Alice. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, yeah. and then um, and then uh, Jen came came on board, um, and at first we sort of said, well we don't necessarily have to make reference to the fact that Alice is deaf. Um, and then that felt like in a play that's trying to be about truth and authenticity, that felt somehow wrong. And so we started working out ways to get uh, her deafness into it. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, this play couldn't be done without Alice being deaf. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's a really interesting <laughs> thing how much Jen changed it. Yeah, so that was worked in in the rehearsal process in a way. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we did a workshop and then I rewrote it and then the rehearsal period yeah. started. Mm. I, when I was watching, I was thinking, I can't think of a play that I've seen that is so frank and graphically detailed about kind of bad sex for <laughs> men and for women. <laughs> Why did you decide to write about that? And I suppose more the it's more the only the experience I know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't write a play about good sex. Well, <laughs> how did you? I think what my my main question off that is is how did you manage to write about it? Because it is so notoriously difficult. Did you decide sort of structural ways of writing about it? I suppose it's uh, for me. It's it's got. I'm not suggesting it is, but it it looks a little bit like a docudrama sometimes because of the intercut monologue. So right. you get the feeling that it's kind of real people yeah. talking. 
yeah. about their experiences. Yeah. Uh, well, the play sort of started at the end. I knew where the play was going. Yeah. Uh, and I wanted people to care about Phil and Alice before we reached that point. And I wanted it to be stretched around the sex because the sex was the most important thing for me. That that moment of how you recreate intimacy after a tragedy, how you find, you know, the stuff that my wife and I were going through, where you, where you're, you're, it's not possible. It doesn't feel possible to be honest with each other for a period, yeah. and um, and yet when you're in bed, you can't help but be honest because your body doesn't lie. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, and so uh, the sex was the sort of structure around which the play sat. And then it was kind of trying to find ways, you know, if the whole play had be just been a description of the sex, then <laughs> that might have been a bit much. Um, uh, um, so it was trying to find ways to make people understand this couple and make people care yeah. about this couple as, yeah. as uh, you know, as they went along their journey that ended yeah. um, the way it ended. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, Whose idea is the horizontal bed? Well, we, when, when Jack mentioned we had this kind of um, a couple of days to kind of workshop the, the play and the, the design actually of the set was completely different to what it is now. So it was about three weeks before we were start rehearsals and we had this kind of like really kind of abstract thing and me, li me and Lily were kind of going, yeah, and this could represent this and those <laughs> lights could be that. And we were being really kind of like, you know, arty arty about it. And then we had the read through with the actors and uh, we were going to give a presentation to the team about about the um, the set. And Lily and Lily first, and she, the first thing she said was, "She goes, yeah, we need a bed." <laughs> and I laughed it off because I thought she was just playing games, like, "Yeah, yeah, wicked." Anyway, we're going to do lights and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> and, then, and then and then she goes, "Yeah, we're going to do that, but we need a bed." You know, and she kind of kept kept um, saying it. Um, and so afterwards, she went, "No, seriously, we we do need a bed <laughs> because it, it, it it's it has to it has to." take place in the bedroom uh, because a lot of the text was and of course it's it, you think about it now you kind of go yeah obvious but we were going through our kind of moment of being artists and but when we when, when 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 we did speak about it we said okay we've got to be clever about this because we don't want to restrict the the rest of the text the, you know the, the the flashbacks it can't it has it has to have a fluidity and a, and a, and a movement to it and actually because because they're kind of interspersed monologues in a way, it, they're, they're, if they're talking to the audience, you know, whoever whoever that person you feel that they're talking to actually is kind of out. So then it kind of felt like, okay, well let's 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 screw around a bit. Let's have this kind of bird's eye view. So the audience are looking down, and actually they can't get out of you know once once you're in, you can't get out until the end of the play. And let's see what that kind of what that kind of does. So you know, working with Kathy, brilliant choreographer on the, on the movements and all that kind of stuff just started to give us more kind of artistic possibilities. And then for me to kind of look at the, the sir tightly and kind of going, ooh, what if, what if you know, they're in two different places, but actually the words are where the person should be? What does, what does that kind of give? So for, of course, for a, for a deaf uh, audience, they're, they're using it for access, but it's, it's in a, used in a creative way for them. But also for a, for a hearing audience to actually look at it and to kind of go, oh, right, so that, that's there. And so, 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 so actually it's being led by the, by the art, not, not by just a perfunctory kind of element. Yeah. How, how did you arrive at, at the, the title? title? Yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's about uh, 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 the taste of breast milk um, and it's about uh, the taste of solidifying 
breast milk, basically. Uh, uh, yeah, not very pleasant, sorry. <laughs> I didn't get that. <laughs> I didn't get that, I got something different, you know. I got like, you know, oh yes, solid life, how, how fluid it is. Nothing's, nothing's, <laughs> quite, nothing's quite there, do you know what I mean? You think you've got something and it's kind of gone. Yeah, well it's so trying to be, you know, titles, yeah. are trying to be all be titles are trying to be all sorts of things, aren't they? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that th that's a very good note to end on, I think. Um, okay. Thank you very much for those excellent questions and thank you very much to Jack and Amit for being so interesting and inspiring. Thanks, Orla.